0: This is John Holmes Farmington, take two. Click. <laughs> All right, well, John, thanks for taking the time to chat with us again today. No uh, worries. We can, we can skip a couple of the questions from the earlier one. You you lost Claire Enright, arguably your best player and your offensive catalyst. Uh, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen before sections for a coach. But Miss Jaden Seifert comes up huge with 11 points during the section tournament. What can you say about her play throughout the last uh, couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, Jaden, Jaden, especially when Claire went down, just kind of was like, "Hey, someone's got to step up and fill a void. Why not me? You know, I can do this." And uh, coupled with Sadie Long and Sam Moley up front on the on the forward side, they started really putting the puck in the net too towards the end. Um, so they they really have kind of played that uh, that missing link role that you know Claire had for a long time with the team. Do you think that was a
0: conscious decision on that trio's part to decide that they were going to kind of take the team on their back?
1: Uh, yes yes uh, we, we had some conversations about it too you know, like I sat down with them and, and that whole line of Sam Carly Lancaster who's also been a rock star back there on that that first, first line and just kind of figured out hey you know it's gonna be it's gonna be you or it's gonna be no one right you got to step up and start doing some scoring because everyone's gotta Everyone's got a role. And the nice thing about this team is um, they understand their role and they embrace their role. You know, even if it's a role they don't want to have, you know, mm-hmm. they might be like, hey, you know, I'm the I'm the backup goalkeeper. But if I'm going to be the backup goalkeeper, then I'm going to be the I'm going to be the best damn door opener. there is." <laughs> and so that's nice. Right. They're going to they're going to they're gonna embrace that role. So they just knew that they had to try to maybe find a, a new role going forward.
0: Well, that that speaks to your team's ability to kind of roll with the punches. Is, is your team uh, generally positive in the locker room and on the ice? Do they pick each other up?
1: Yeah, I would say positivity is something that we strive for. Um, we read some books together. You know, we do a lot of talking about how do we talk to ourselves, how do we talk to teammates, how do we. How do we present ourselves with body language? Um, Dr. Sindra Kampoff, who who is the uh, Vikings sports psychologist, she comes in and works with our team. Uh, so she comes and sees us about five six times a year. And oh wow! So I steal I steal all her ideas. <laughs> you know, I you know because sometimes I can say something and the kids listen and they're great, but then she comes in and she's obviously. You know, uh, on the top of her game when it comes to professionalism. She just flew in from um, New York the other day and she was with the, uh, she was out there with, or Buffalo, she's with the Bills doing with uh, something with their professional coaches. And she comes in, you know, an hour later off her flight and she's working with Farmington High School. You know, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty
0: fortunate. A little different than yeah. the, the
2: Buffalo Bills Mafia fan club. <laughs> right. Exactly. But
0: put together the Tiger Mafia.
1: Yeah. right well, you never know right
0: Just use cardboard boxes, not uh, folding chairs or tables
1: <laughs> <laughs> WWF style right exactly.
0: well, you, yeah. you mentioned that uh, your team reads books together so i'm I'm curious which ones or is that private
1: the the one that we read this year um, was uh, power of a positive team by John Gordon. um I think that's a it's a solid read for a team because we get it on audio and then we kind of follow along and then we do like a you know I make up a workbook and we kind of talk about hey, how does this apply to the locker room. How does it apply to our team? And um, it just brings in a lot of conversations about, you know, how hockey is going to be a, a conduit or an avenue for them to be more successful in life, and you know, not just it's not just about winning games. It's about eventually being a, a, a good mother or a good uh, wife or being now a good daughter. And so it, it it's it makes it bigger than than what I think a lot of kids sometimes. Um, just think hockey's hockey, so mm-hmm. it's
0: nice. Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned bigger than, you know, bigger than hockey. You, the two seniors on your team probably have a better perspective on life after hockey than the rest of your team, which is incredibly young. Is it yeah. is it tougher to get a young team that always feels like they have a chance to get back next year? Is it tougher to get them to focus?
1: It is. Um, so the big thing that I try to do is get our alumni to come in and talk with the girls for throughout the remaining, you know, six, seven weeks of the season and just give them the whole aspect of, man, I miss this. And here's what I would have done. And here's what I did well and talk about some of the things that they remember the most. And, you know, and our, our two seniors too are very good at it. They're, they're not captains, but they're, they're solid leaders. Um, They lead by role model and they're, they're phenomenal students. Both are 4.0 kids. And so they, they understand, the finality of where they're at um so getting those kids of the younger kids to go hey we're gonna need younger kids when we're seniors so what do i need to do now by example to show the girls that are even younger than me that this is what they need to do when i'm a senior that's that's key
0: are you are you pretty confident in your seniors ability to get them to do that
1: yes they are throughout the year that the, the two seniors it's tough with two seniors you know because you're you only have two of them, and usually yeah. they're the go-to leaders, regardless of being captains or not. And um, they've they've stuck with it. And you know, talking about positivity, one of them, Izzy Zwart, is you know she's one of the most positive kids you could ever you could ever find. And she just she's on the bench, she's saying the right thing. She's she's uh, going out there and leading by example. She's you know always one of the first ones to go get a puck. And and Grace Oj is you know probably the biggest thing a coach can say about someone is they're a shot blocker. She's mm-hmm. a shot blocker. You know, so she's willing to put herself in front of a puck and willing to put herself on the line to help a team win. So, yeah, they they do a nice job with that.
0: It doesn't pop up on the score sheet, but you just said there's those shot blockers. They're they're tough to find and they're uh, they're certainly diamonds to have out on the ice.
1: They are. You can trust them in that defensive zone. And it's it's really, really nice as a coach to be able to fall back on that. Hey John, this
2: is Todd. I'd like to just talk a little bit about uh, your matchup as you're coming against uh, Andover who happens to be the exact same team which you played last year, same time yep. frame. So talk about what you have to do um, bringing this crew that you only have two seniors but this same crew was there last year. Did they last yeah. year have kind of a starstruck at the X look or did they kind of come in focus and, and kind of how they're going to uh, be able to come through this year?
1: Yeah, I think last year was a big um, off-struck year in terms of being so young and we're, right. and we're young again, but now at least they got a little bit of experience, but they came in and they just, they saw the lights and they saw the, 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 the massive size of the X. And, um, you know, I, I, I told you guys before I made the comment to an assistant coach that I was watching and I just, I could see it. And I'm like, gosh, I don't know if we're going to, if we're going to be in this game because you could just tell the girls were awestruck. Um, and so this year it's, it's trying to trying to say, Hey, you know, yep, this is a great experience. We need to enjoy the moment. Um, but at the same time, you enjoy it better if you can go out there and, and walk away going, hey, we played everything we had out there on the line. We did everything we need to do. We focused on the small things because those small things add up to the big stuff. So we're going to have to make a much more um, microcosmic approach to this year than we did did last year for sure.
0: And You mentioned that you're going to show up earlier.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, you know, for the banquet, which is Wednesday night, we're going to get up there earlier and go check out uh, maybe a single A game and let them walk around the locker room area, go visit the Bauer Center and do all those things that they should do and they need to do. um, But not the not like, you know, the hour before they're about to get on the ice for their first game.
2: (laughs) Right on. All right. Without giving all, you know, all your secrets of how exactly you, you plan on stopping Andover or, or slowing them down, uh, what is one thing that you think should be key to actually, uh, I don't want to say giving you a chance, but, you know, keeping it close and, and giving you guys a chance on, on Thursday?
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to have to play as close to perfect as we can, which is certainly doable. It's just hard. Uh, it's hard to go out there every shift with the, uh, with that same, that mentality and not ever have a letdown. But if there's a team mentally that can do it, we can. So we're going to focus on our play without the puck, you know, really understanding the discipline of how are we going to forecheck them? Where are we going to forecheck them? Because their forwards are so good at leaving and exiting the zone and um, not just making tape to tape passes, but putting the puck to a spot where they know their forwards can get first. And so we got to find a way to either disrupt that and, or when that's happening, we're right there with them you know, smothering it so they're not able to, to have a free break.
2: When you certainly get the good defense to be, you know, to help out with obviously with Seaford and with Furman and then also goaltending by uh, uh, Riley Furlong. Furlong. So that,
1: I think that's going to be helping you out. Don't you agree? Oh, those the defenseman, I mean, Brenna Furman is, I mean, arguably probably one of the best defensemen in the state. Um, when When she's out there on the ice, there's, I don't think there's anyone that can just, blow by her, you know, unless she makes a mistake, but mistakes for her are rare. And so I think the biggest thing for, for girls like Brenna, and then of course, Jaden, um, are going to be, how do you get them to not only think about offense? Cause they're so offensive minded and they want to keep the puck in the zone, but understanding like, This isn't your typical high school game, and Brenna might be able to draw on this a little bit by playing over in Slovakia on Team USA and going, hey, when those forwards are coming at you in an international game, you're not stepping up like you would if you're (laughs) playing a regular (laughs) South (laughs) Conference game, right? So you might need to take that mentality and kind of um, share that with the rest of our defensive core and how we can say we can play hopefully a boring game and try to keep it as close. Cause you just want to make sure you're in it, whether you're up a goal or down a goal or within a couple in the third period. I mean, crazy things happen. So you just want to make sure you're there. You just don't want to have anything happen right away. That
0: puts you out of it over under 12 icings for your team in the first period.
1: Mm. <laughs> I would say, I would say over. Okay. Uh, yeah. they are, I, in fact, I'm just writing up our scouting report, and our pregame <laughs> that we're going over today, and one of the things is is don't be afraid to send it hard. You know, if it if it if it tapes someone and we tip it, great. But if it if it misses our player or if it goes too too fast or too hard in front of them and it ices, that's better than you know trying to hang on to it too long, getting your pocket picked, or making you know making a bad you know shovel pass that doesn't quite get there. So, yeah, I would say the icing. We don't try to ice the puck, but I'm going to let them feel comfortable that I'm not going to get angry if they do.
0: Yeah, well, especially in girls hockey where you're not allowed to check. There are only yes. so many ways you can slow down a team that has so many weapons. And one of those ways is to simply get the puck out of the zone, reset, take the face off, and then figure it out. As opposed to what yeah. you just said, you know, sh- throwing a shovel pass out there, or trying to sneak right. one through the through the slot.
1: Yeah, and then let them come back down on you an odd man rush, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but that you know, you look at NHL stats and faceoffs are so key because the NHL they, they score quite a bit off faceoffs. And mm-hmm. They're not quite as um, the stats aren't quite as tilted in, in high school hockey. But you know, you still got to be aware and have a plan on the defensive side. Was you know, anytime you give them a faceoff in the offensive zone, it's a chance to run a set play. Right. So seen a few of what they have, and we just got to make sure that we're hopefully we win a draw and we are able to run one of ours. You know.
0: Certainly. Well, John, thank you for joining us for a, uh, a second time today. We really <laughs> appreciate it and good luck this week.
1: All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.